Hey there, guys and ghouls. You're tuned in to broadcast from the Belfry, a podcast where your mouth hurts for the morbidly curious. My name is Sanjay, and a stressed, depressed, and pumpkin spice obsessed, and sitting across the internet from me is Georgia, who put a cigarette out on her tongue, like a cool bar trick. Georgia, how are you doing today? Um, I will be speaking in a much more subdued nature, because talking hurts also... Sometimes drool comes out, and uh, it's just a generally unpleasant experience. I'm drinking this hot tea to try and burn my tongue enough so that it just doesn't hurt anymore. I don't think that works that way. You can't cauterize your tongue. I'm doing it. It's fine. Here we go. Well, in a much uh, closer-to-me corner of the internet, Hope is sitting on the ones and twos doing the fact-checking and general proving of wrong of me. Uh, Hope, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Nito Cazito. Georgia did not put a cigarette on cigarette out on her tongue. I feel like I have to say that out loud because someone's going to call the CPS on her or me. And I really don't have the time for that. I don't. I can't do it. And <laughs> yeah, it is before noon. So I'm not drinking an alcohol because I'm not at brunch. No. And that's the line that I draw. So today I have some mango tea. That I got. It's an Arizona tea. It was on Hecka sale at Walgreens. And I got a water bottle. So, yeah. Stay hydrated. Do you want to hear something terrifying? My guy, yes I do. Why is there a gnat here? Get out. Or, yeah, what's up? <laughs> there are three, three new Trump signs on the road to our house. Nice. That makes 11 altogether. I count them every day. What? <laughs> Ugh. It's because uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may she rest in peace, uh, her spirit was warding off. Like, she was the, uh, I don't know, Hope throwing a Harry Potter reference. I can't even think of one, like, effectively. She was like McGonagall. Yeah. And she was yes. Yeah, she, she was. She an old lady badass, standing mm. up for women's rights everywhere. Moment of silence for RGB, RBG. Man, I wish I could read, spell, or write. Fuck public school. All right, that was a good moment. Thank you, everybody. Uh, what are we talking about? No. Wait, what? We have announcements. Oh, we never mind. We have announcements at the beginning of the show today. I'm just going to yeah. paint my nails while because, I wait. Because no one listens to them at the end of the show, let's be real. I know I don't, so... They're like, man, you guys have been talking about dumb shit for 10 minutes now. I quit listening. But it's also, like, funny. You know, we throw in some spice. If you're not listening to our end of episode announcements, please do. Sometimes I throw in some jokes. Sometimes you learn personal deep backstory about my trauma. You know, we gotta mix it up. Keep it spicy. 24 karat spice. That's where the things are made canon. Exactly. Everything that is is not canon is stated in the last five minutes of the show. They're not new updates. I'm just repeating the ones that we have. Don't tell people that. Oh. Much like a parent to a child, you have to lie. Lie, lie, lie. And that's how you raise a healthy child or podcast audience. Quote (laughs) me, damaged at 26. Well, people still have over a month to get caught up on Lovecraft Country. My guys, the show is good. There is the last episode, wild, McFreaking Wild. Today's Sunday, actually, so there's a new one coming out today. But yeah, so good. has listened to the audiobook uh, so he got done with the book before I did because I'm not a cheater and I am actually <laughs> reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, Stu's and... really big into audiobooks. Fun fact or fun piece yeah. of Stu lore: he re- or he listens to audiobooks like a fiend, and he retains he really all of it. It it's crazy. Also, uh, cat update. Okay, well, first of all, Luna went to the vet, and uh, she was supposed to get a steroid that would help her stop itching, and it has not stopped itching, and she is pretty bald again, so that's great. She looks, like, real raggedy, but she- it's cold. I'm sure it's the same there, but it's been getting down into the 40s at night, and we've had some of our windows open still. And so, she's just been a little snuggle muffin, and I can't- I can't- she's just so cute. She's curled up with Stu on the couch right now. Oh, they're, they're cute. Anyway. Everybody, if you have any spare hair, send it to Luna, please. Bonus points if it's ginger. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm gonna ask Stu to make me more hot water for more tea. I just had my first sip of juice and I have spilled it on my pants, so update. 
if you guys are cool being called receivers, then don't suggest any other names. If you don't like that, then suggest something that you think is better, and we'll decide. Yeah, so far it's our favorite, so mm, yeah, we'd like to include input from everyone, but also we really yeah. like that one. So, but we're we're open to new suggestions. It's twenty twenty, new experiences. Everybody, do heroin. Suggest a podcast name. Do whatever you want. Otherwise, our vintage radio vibes are going to be broadcasting through the interwebs to be received by you and your ears. The receivers. Because I spent my actual birthday uh, researching, I decided I'm going to research whatever the fuck I want. Which is like what normally happens anyway, but this time we're going to get slightly historical. We're a loosely historical podcast today. Okay. Hold on, I'm drooling. Nice. Yeah, just drool comes out of my mouth when I talk now. It's because of the um, age. Yeah, it is. This is what being old is like. How Get mouth sores and you drool. Are you 32? Yeah. Okay. Congrats. Which is whatever, because for the last, like, six months, I couldn't remember if I'd already turned 32 or not, so... Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna get old and archaeological today. A topic close to my heart because of my granddad. We're going to talk about the seven wonders of the ancient world. Whoa, I'm already interested in this, actually, uh, because of the game Seven Ooh. Wonders, which is very fun and award-winning. So, yeah. I don't know what that is, but okay. Dude, it's... Wait, should I talk about this game before or after you say what the Seven Wonders actually are? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to do it before because I remember almost no details about it because I played it once. <laughs> three okay. years ago at my friend's house but so seven wonders is a game where you go through different eras and each era or like age i don't remember the exact terminology like your resources evolve your you like move forward and stuff but it's based around different like these seven wonders of the world so like each one of them like provides something like different for you so it's like settlers of Catan as a resource management uh kind of game but mm -hmm. it occurs in different phases that makes sense. And it's, like, pretty fast. It's pretty fun. Pretty good. To, pretty easy to learn. That's but I just don't remember it. Because I don't remember games rules after, like, a month. We it's played fun. croquet yesterday at my birthday party. I played croquet before. But yesterday was the first time we played following the rules. Um, so that was fun. Do you normally Carly play, like, baseball? I mean, we usually just, like, hit it through the wickets without, like, following. You can open the door. Here, just take this. Thank you. Earl Grey. Old. Only old and British people drink Earl Grey. Dude, and I made or. Earl Grey cupcakes with honey lemon frosting, and I also made a Earl Grey and gin cocktail. That was oh, that pretty delicious. really good. Hot it day. was delish. Earl Grey, gin, lemon juice, simple syrup. I'm not going to start till he comes back. Hold on. Okay. Please hold. Uh, hope, what's going on in your world right now? What's what's the, the Hopeberg spice? How was your last day at work? Uh, it was good. Everyone was really nice, and they made me pancakes, and cool. brought me ice cream and cookies. Aw. It was really sweet. You didn't fall down the stairs or see any ghosts? No, I didn't. Not this <laughs> That's time. That's good. Yeah. Don't tell cool. her about the lady. I don't know why this is, like, my favorite part of your last day. I think it's because of oh, how, like, left field it is compared to the rest of what happened, but... A grown woman just peed her pants. Oh, sanitary. She was like, hey, I need a new pair of pants. And I gave it to her and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just peed myself. And I was like, that, don't say that like it's a normal thing. <laughs> you are very yeah. cavalier about this. Yeah. yeah. Was she like uh, in processing or any, like what? Nope. Uh, she was like pretty housed. I don't know what was going on. What? Thanks, babe. What is it? Tell me what it is. All right. Is it the China, China breakfast? Yeah. Sanjay says hi. Hi, Sanjay. He Hell said yeah. hi. I say hi, too. Hope says hi. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> okay. Shut the door now. Bye. Go away. I love you, Stu. I love you. Sanjay does, too. I said it first, typically. Oh. <laughs> he said he's going to fart in here. Okay. Oh. Just leave one. Yeah. So we're talking the about that. Seven Wonders. Seven Wonders of the World. And Seven Wonders the Game. So the list is originally found in something called On the Ancient Wonders 
by Philo of Byzantium. Isn't that and the guy from uh, An American Tale? No. That's Fival. That's Fival. All right, close yeah. enough. He described them as Fiamata, which is basically ancient Greek for must-see. And it's got two tombs, a temple, two statues, a lighthouse, and a garden. And they're all around the Mediterranean because the people who were writing about these things were pretty much all Greek travelers exploring the extent of, you know, conquests at the time. So that's why there's a lot of um, Egypt and Middle Eastern sites on the list. Speaking of Lighthouse, I need to get this out or it's going to kill me the rest of the episode. Uh, Content warning for adult content and not a spoiler for the movie The Lighthouse, but like a fact about it. So I'll give you five seconds if you just want to skip ahead. Okay, so the movie The Lighthouse, uh, I haven't seen it. I was hanging out with some friends a few days ago. And they said that in that movie, you see Willem Dafoe's dick, right? Like, it's just... But it's not his. Willem Dafoe apparently has a gigantic penis, so big, in fact, that the directors were like, dude, no one's going to think this is yours. We have to get a body double for someone to pretend to be you that has a smaller penis. My friends told me, and I was like, that's not true. There's no way. There's no way the Green Goblin just has, like, a gigantic dong. And they were like, no, dude, it's true. And they looked it up again. And in, like, the 70s, he was in a movie where he's, like, fully naked and, like, dancing around or something. And, yep, it's scary. Like, real scary. So, yeah, if anyone wants to see that, you can look it up. But otherwise, yeah, just know that if you watch The White House and Willem Dafoe is naked, it's not actually Willem Dafoe. It's someone else. It's just a random guy. You know where else there are lighthouses? In Maine. That's true. That's my segue. To us to going my, to Portland. To my one, my one shout out per episode to <laughs> number one fan, Tyler. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler. Shout out to Anna. Shout out to the city of uh, Portland, Maine. I, didn't, I knew you guys had beaches, but not, like, actual beaches. I thought it was, like, how, uh, whatever city you're from, Georgia, I never remember, wherever, in the UK. In the cold place. Yeah, in the cold place, where, like, you have beaches, but, like, it's, like, 40 degrees all the time. No one wants that. That sounds awful. That's not a beach. That's hell. I like it. So, number one on our list not well is the, the, it's the first great wonder of the ancient world. <laughs> it's the Great Pyramid of Giza, which nice. everyone is probably seen before in pictures or movies or dream quests. I don't know. <laughs> Out-of-body experiences. Whatever you guys do in your free yeah. time. If you've uh, done peyote in the desert, you've probably seen, <laughs> you've probably seen the, the Pyramid of Giza. <laughs> and Willem Dafoe's Dong. And Willem Dafoe's Dong. Same time. <laughs> there are three pyramids pictured together on the Giza Plateau, as most people have probably seen. They were built about four and a half thousand years ago, each of them as tombs of Menkare, which is the smallest one, and Khafre and Khufu's is the biggest, and therefore the Great Pyramid. It covers 13 acres and uses approximately 2,000 stone blocks that weigh between 2 and 30 tons each. Is this the one that, like, so the three tombs aren't in a straight line? It's like, Mm -hmm. one is here, one is here, and one is slightly off-center in the middle? Dude, I have a story about that, too, then. This is the most topical I've ever been on a podcast. Like, ever. So I was hanging out with my parents two days ago, and my dad was... In Egypt? In Egypt, yeah. And my dad was going, we watched a Western together, which was a weird experience, but apparently my dad loves Westerns. We learn something new every day. And then... He was going back and forth between sports ball and ancient aliens, and apparently the uh, Pyramid of Giza is, like, lined up to mimic Orion's belt, and it's, like, highly theorized that, like, the Orion constellation has a couple of Earth-adjacent planets, like, like, hanging out, like, rotating around, like, the middle star in the belt, I think, Um, and that an alien, like, civilization actually came... And they are specifically the ones, like the ones from Orion's Belt, came to help build the pyramids and also help. I read about that, and I read things. a bunch of arguments about how it's like 
doesn't line up perfectly, and it would have to be, like, mirrored backwards or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But I think alien people want it to be true. I also read a thing that I thought was really interesting, and it was, like, all these people who are convinced that only aliens could have come to Earth and, you know, complete these feats are basically just saying that ancient peoples were too primitive and uncivilized to be able to do them dehumanizes them a little bit because Yikes. yeah it is an interesting perspective i mostly am on the um, on the alien train for stuff like that because i know that modern day people are raging idiots but not if you listen to this podcast <laughs> if you listen to this podcast you're a big brain super smart guy and we love you but uh overall like the average person is stupid so i'm like we're doing some like monumental things yeah. but i think that right now if you were like, hey, this entire city, all of Manhattan, Kansas, or all of whatever city you're in in Illinois, I don't even know. I don't uh, live in a city. Oh, okay. Whatever countryside you live in. If you were like, you guys have a year to build a pyramid. Here's a blueprint. This is where the stone is. A couple of miles away is where you're actually going to build it. Figure it out. And you also can't use like uh, like like power tools. and like No, you know equipment. who could do that? Archaeologists could do that. Do I'm just saying. Archaeologists are a bunch of nerds. You think that yeah. you could do that? Yes, I do think they could do it because they've proven time and time again on their nerd shows. So experimental archaeology is what it's called when you, um, when you like try to recreate. Then, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you should do math and then try to build a pyramid. <laughs> Twenty four uh, hours. When you recreate a, a process that is maybe how this accomplishment was done, it's experimental archaeology. So when people use like wooden logs and ropes and stuff to move uh, big bricks to try and mimic how the pyramids were built or how Stonehenge was built, stuff mm-hmm. like that, that's experimental archaeology. And they move that shit. And they might be like, we have heavy machinery to do this for us now why can't we do it that way but they did prove that it could be done without it so or it's some boys from space from orion's belt who came to bestow a little bit of spicy spicy tech spicy tech you know like here's a little bit spicy tech yeah, here's a little bit of triangle to bury your did king you in watch as a indiana treat. jones and the king the crystal skull yeah i did of course i did somebody's eyes melted out of their skull how could i miss that it's true. That was so cool when I was 16, I think. <laughs> Incredible. Speaking was... of construction, oh. it is largely accepted that the pyramids were constructed with the aids of log rollers and sledges to move the stones, and it's theorized that the sides would have originally been step built as steps. So, like, as they constructed upwards, they could use the steps to get to the top, and then as they came back down, that's when they, like, sloped the sides in. That actually makes a lot of sense. So they weren't, yeah. so they weren't always like smooth. They like smoothed them afterwards. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> and the sloped sides are supposed to represent the rays of Ra, the sun god. This is a fun fact. It was originally about four hundred and eighty-one feet tall, but because of erosion, it's now twenty-seven feet shorter. <laughs> wow. Could you imagine being so old that 27 feet of erosion just happens and you're still really big? I can't, no. Like, when I get old, I'm going to probably get, like, an inch or two shorter, and I'm already, like, having a stroke about that, so I can't imagine getting 27 feet shorter. It's crazy. Then you'd be my height. I'm going to be so pissed if I get below six feet. <laughs> I All I want to do is get taller. I don't want to get shorter. You're going to have to get shoes like that Men in Black dude had in the Mothman episode. Yep. <laughs> Where, uh, Hope, what's the name of those shoes that you want? Those, uh... Demonias. Yeah, I'm gonna get some Demonias, and I'm gonna look like an e-girl, and it's gonna be great, and everyone's gonna love me. <laughs> I'm already emanating moderate e-girl energy, like, half the week, and it's just gonna go all out. It's gonna be there great. Oh, yeah, and the contents of the pyramid were likely looted within the first couple of centuries that it existed, which is kind of depressing, but that's all right. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say days, too. Like, someone just built up this house, and then someone else was like, huh, weird how they just didn't seal this yet. (laughs) Be a shame if someone stole from it. It's like, uh, oh, who's that one 
there's a serial killer, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Hope's looking attentive. Uh, he, if your door was locked, he would not come into your house and murder you. But if your door was unlocked, he took that as an invitation to come into your house and murder you. I want to say Israel Keys, but that's not right. It's a cool name, though. It is a cool name, but he was a crazy motherfucker. Don't you hate it when the cool names are wasted on the crazy? Dang. His thing was that he wouldn't abduct women who had kids. So he had, like, a weird moral compass where he's like, I'm yeah, gonna do this. He really did. Be specific. That's so whack. First person that came up looking that up was Adam Lane, but I think there's somebody else because that story sounds really familiar. But yeah, he just went from house to house jiggling the doorknobs. And if the door was locked, he left. Another kind of weird moral compass, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he's like a vampire, and the door being locked is the non-invitation, but the door being unlocked is the invitation. So Number two on the list is the Colossus of Rhodes, which was the inspiration for the Statue of Liberty. Well, part of the inspiration for the Statue of Liberty. Freedom was the other um, inspiration. Yeah. And France being like, Good job, guys. Here you go. We got you the statue. We used all of our pennies for it. That's funny you say that, because according to some legend, the city was held under siege by Macedonians, and after they left, the people from Rhodes sold everything they left behind, the Macedonians left behind, and that's what they used to pay for the statue. Wow. All right. Cool. There you go. Uh, it was a bronze statue of Helios, the sun god, who was the patron patron god of the island of Rhodes, and it was built in the third century at BC and took two years to, or twelve Jesus twelve years to complete. So it was finished in two eighty BC, but it only stood for sixty years until an earthquake led to its collapse. Oh my God, that sucks. <laughs> And they were like, well, we spent all of our money building it, so never mind. So it was never rebuilt, but the ruins still attracted tourists for 800 years after that, supposedly. And eventually the Arabs invaded Rhodes and they sold the pieces of scrap metal. So archaeologists have no idea where it was exactly or really what it looked like because there were no depictions of it that are left in most drawings or, you know, renderings of it, the statue is shown as having one leg on either side of the harbor, and it's believed to have a spear in one hand and then holding up a torch in the other hand, like the Statue of Liberty. But it's now largely it's now largely agreed upon that the legs were built together to support the weight of the statue. It's like straddling the harbor and ships had to like sail under its legs. Hmm. Kind of weird. What a vaguely erotic statue. Well, okay, not that this is going to mean anything to you, but for all of my Game of Thrones peeps out there, like I was reading about this and I looked at Sue and I was like, wasn't there a big statue like this in Game of Thrones? There is a statue like this in Game of Thrones. It's called the Titan of Bravos, which is super cool because it's also a fortress, so it's straddling a harbor into Bravos. It stands on one foot on either side, which is mountains. And then whenever a ship approaches, it ha- it makes this roaring sound to warn the arsenal. And then watchmen are inside the Titan waiting to drop burning pitch onto enemy ships. And the bottom of it's wearing like a bronze skirt and the bottom is covered in murder holes. And then the eyes uh, are lit up with lanterns, kind of like a lighthouse to guide their returning ships. And in George R.R. Martin's universe, instead of there being seven wonders of the world, there are nine wonders made by man, which is a piece of literature that is referenced in the story. Hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Yeah. I forget that George R.R. Martin's actually a very talented writer. He's just also a raging turd. So that's like a really cool allusion to like our world that really likes, it really uh, spices up the the fantasy it like has enough of a connection that you're like oh i could see something like this but also not because yeah not not real like obviously he definitely was inspired by the colossus of Rhodes for that even the name like the colossus of Rhodes, the titan of bravos like Mm -hmm. third on the list the hanging gardens of babylon this one is 
often the subject of debate because there are no first-hand accounts uh, detailing them and there's no physical evidence that's ever been found that proves they exist, so a lot of people don't know if they actually existed. Greek poets describe the gardens as being located on the Euphrates River, which is modern-day Iraq, the spot specifically where Babylon was, obviously. Built Crescent, Mesopotamia, you know, yeah. the land between two rivers. The cradle of civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was built... In fifth grade. <laughs> Good job. Proud of you. I'm proud of you for remembering it to this day. It's because we had a musical about it, and I had to sing a song <laughs> about, like, about Mesopotamia. And nice. part of the like, chorus was like, land between two rivers is our home. So, yeah, I had, I know a fair amount about Mesopotamia, which is very uncharacteristic for me. So it was built in 600 BC by Nebuchadnezzar II, who was king of Babylon. And apparently it was built to ease the homesickness of his wife. I get it. If Stu walked in one day and was like, hey, I built you a British-style pub right on the street. You know, we could walk to it. Got some darts, got all your favorite beers. I'd be like, oh, fucking cool. And I'd spend all my time there. Mm-hmm. I'd poop my pants, probably. Probably, but you'd be at home to start off, so it's fine. The only place yeah. you can poop your pants is at home. And if anyone says anything different, they're a liar and a hospital. Hospitals, home, hospitals. I would not. There we go. Poop home, my hospice, pants. hospitals. That's it. Nowhere else. <laughs> Triple H. I would not poop my pants in the pub and then walk up to the person at the bar whose last day it was and say, can I get some pants? What do you mean? You just pooped your... I just pooped. I just pooped my pants. I couldn't do anything about it. Uh, Hope quit her job every... Or we both actually just left our old jobs and somebody... She worked in corrections. Somebody peed their pants. (laughs) Don't pee your pants, kids. Wait. I thought you just got a different job at Panera. No, I left. I left Panera. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm but like, well, you never hooked me up with soup anyway, so I'm not that upset. No, I didn't. I tried like once and that was it. There's so many people I promised soup to and then I forgot or it was inconvenient for me. So I just never did. So shout just out to, to everyone I've let down. Shout out to all, of <laughs> all my, all the exes I promised soup to coming to Netflix this fall. To make this Soupcast 2020. We made chili last weekend. Ooh. We had to make two batches. We made his and hers chili because I can't eat spicy food and Stu likes to burn his mouth off. So we have a ridiculously large amount of chili. And then I also made beef stew before that. And I'm probably going to make some. We have a bunch of pork left over. So I'm probably going to make some stew with that too. Nice. Here for it. Hanging Arts of Babylon. There was supposed to be a stepped brick terrace with plants that went up like 75 feet tall with maybe some tall columns, and it was supposed to be self-watering, so there had to have been some fancy irrigation system. And the height was supposed to mimic the mountains where the wife was from. Scientists concluded that the irrigation system would have to uh, consist of cisterns and a water wheel and a pump and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it's believed that if the gardens did exist, they were destroyed by an earthquake around the first century BC. That sucks. It'd be really cool to see. I could I could write something about that. that. That sounds like inspiration to me. Doing this kind of made me want to be a travel writer, but then also I was like, thanks, COVID. I've often looked at Pinterest and thought, I could get rid of all my shit and turn a van into a house and put my cat in it and drive around and do internet jobs that way. I've, like, thought about it. Actually, that's what one of my friends is doing right now. Uh, she and so cool. her partner and their four dogs, three or four dogs, are, are drove from here to Arizona a couple months ago, and they're working their way, like, from Arizona north up to... Actually, maybe they're going to hang out there for a little bit now. But this upcoming spring, they're going to drive up to Alaska and then work their way, like, down the coast. Um so they get, like, nice. the nice months in Alaska, and then they get the, like, cool, cooler, like, Washington, Oregon, California fall, and then for winter, end up in Arizona again, and they just want to make that loop for a while. So, yeah, it's really cool. Nice. She's a real cool dude. I guess I'll put a link to her Instagram down below. Yeah, uh, you should, because yeah. I would follow it. Would Would recommend. She's also very, like, I forgot the name of it, holy crap, but she's a very, like, 
intentional person. So, like, mm-hmm. she's very conscious of, like, the products that she, like, brings into their van and, like, who she does and does not support and stuff like that. It's really cool. Really cool person to talk to as well. She's very nice. bored, so if anyone has questions, you can just mess. You can just DM her, honestly. Mariah, who attacked you on the street. Scary. And you guys have matching outfits. So uh, scary. She also is super obsessed with just getting a van and living in it, so with her I dog. Want, I want a tiny home in addition to, like, a like big home. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings yeah. about the future, but... I Honestly, if I become the archaeologist one day that I want to become, I would have a livable van so that instead of having to be put up in a hotel by wherever I'm working at the time, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I could just have my own space in my van, drive to the site wherever I need to, live in my van, have my own space, hang out with my cat. Because a lot of times you have to camp, a lot of times you have to do, you know, one thing or the other. I'd just be like, nah, I'll just bring my van. I'll just drive right in, in my house. One of the YouTubers I subscribe to is uh, Big Living in a Tiny House, I think it's the name. And one of the episodes, they interview a violinist for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Nice. Who, like, has... So her um, home, like, her stationary home is two tiny houses that kind of form an L, but they're not connected at the joint. They're separated. So the shorter part of the L is like in the driveway so to speak so whenever they go on tour or whenever like the orchestra is like traveling around the country she will just like drive away in part of her house yep and so she has like a portable studio in there in addition to just like a home so everywhere she goes it feels like she and it's like a really nice house too she makes so much money because of what her job is um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really cool like concept, and it it has a lot of vertical space, so it feels like, in a it probably feels like a fifteen hundred square feet apartment, Dang. but it's not. It's really cool. Number four on the list is the mausoleum at Halicarnassus, yeah, which, as you this. might guess, is a tomb. A tomb. And it's a tomb for a guy named Mausolus, and that's where the term mausoleum comes from oh all right cool the more you know blow your mind (laughs) uh he was the king of carnia which is somewhere in asia minor but the site of halicarnassus is in modern day southeast turkey and that was the city they built up to be their capital him and his wife and it was supposed to be really beautiful and he died and his wife, who may have also been his sister by some reports, uh, started building this tomb for him in 353 BC. It's also rumored that she was so upset about his death that she mixed his ashes with water and drank them. Yo. Together forever. That's uh, that's pretty cool. It's gross and scary, but it's also pretty cool. Pretty metal. It's, it's metal, yeah. <laughs> uh, the mausoleum is believed to have been... 135 feet tall and constructed out of only white marble. So, and then the, so the mausoleum and then the tomb is at the very top and it was supposedly decorated by four different sculptors, including a 20-foot marble chariot pulled by four horses and this mausoleum was mostly destroyed by an earthquake in the 1200s. These guys really and need the, to stop building cool shit in places where I there's know. always earthquakes. Uh, the 1800s, some pieces were able to be recovered, and they're now in the British Museum. Oh, awesome. Fun fact. So this is something yeah. that like, so If you're in London, rumored. you can go. Like, we know for a fact that this guy died and was like, I want to be the most extra person that's ever lived. Build me a 130-foot-tall yeah. like white marble coffin number five the temple of artemis at ephesus uh ephesus is a greek port in what is now turkey there were several temples of artemis they just kept getting destroyed and rebuilt on the same site (laughs) so the original temple was designed by an architect from crete and then a bunch of famous artists at the time came to decorate it It burnt down in 356 BC. This legend says that it was the same night that Alexander the Great was born. And it was burned down because some Greek dude just felt like burning it down because he wanted his name to be remembered for something. 
I respect his moxie. So did you know Alexander the Great was gay? Is this just common knowledge? Yeah, pretty much. What the fuck? I had no idea. I learned that a couple days ago. And everyone was like, oh yeah, definitely. Did you not watch the movie with Brad Pitt? No. You uh, you mean uh, the one where he says, we're here for one thing, one thing only. Killing Nazis. That movie? No, not that movie. You uh, Fight Club? No. Uh, I don't know any other Brad Pitt movies off the top of my head. <laughs> well, it's called Alexander. Oh, wow. And, I wonder what it's about. And it, I think it was one of those situations, if I remember correctly, I think it was one of those situations where the wife knew about it and she kind of didn't like it, but she was also a princess and got all really nice things. So she mm-hmm. was just like, whatever. Okay. I'll ignore it for the flexing. I think that's what happened. Don't quote me. This is not my expertise. Too late, you're quoted. <laughs> Can't yep. take it back now. Yeah, his name was Herostratus, the guy who set the fire. He was executed, and the government made it illegal for his name to be said, since that's why he said he did it in the first place. The original Voldemort. Wow, so yep. cool. <laughs> Six years later, they started rebuilding it. This time, there were marble steps included, which led to a 400-foot terrace with 167 60-foot marble columns, and there is a statue of Artemis. Maybe a roof, maybe not. Archaeologists don't agree on that. This version was destroyed by Ostrogoths in 262 CE, and the ruins of the columns were eventually found by archaeologists in the 1860s, so there's proof of that mm-hmm. existing. The third version was destroyed by a Christian mob in 401 CE. And then they were like, all right, we need to stop building this. People just love messing up our stuff. <laughs> yep. Give up on that. Mm-hmm. Also, they probably wouldn't have rebuilt it because this is when Christianity was, you know, doing its thing and destroying all the pagan things. So they probably had some power at that point and mm. it wouldn't have been rebuilt. That's fair. Number six, the statue of Zeus located in the temple of Zeus at Olympia. It was created. Is it? Nope. <laughs> okay. I've never read or watched any Percy Jackson. What? You should read those books. Okay. They are super fast reads and very, very good. Uh, what's the... What's the, Rick Riordan is the author? Uh, he is an incredible writer. Like, he's... Yeah. Okay. They're, like, definitely mm-hmm. YA books, but, like, he I think Stu read them. Level. Maybe. I think. I don't yeah, know. Did. So, it was created in the 5th century BC by... Phidias, who was a sculptor from Athens, apparently after he was done, he asked Zeus for a sign of approval of the statue that he just made of him, and soon after, the temple was struck by lightning. I get that Zeus was thunder and lightning, but also, I feel like that sends mixed signals. Did you strike the temple with lightning because you didn't like it and you wanted to burn it down, or did you strike the temple with lightning because you were like, yes, good work, I am excited about this, oh shit, I just let a Lightning bolt slipped, my bad. Yeah, like he liked it so much that he sneezed uh, out of excitement and just destroyed it. And was like, ah, crap. Well, make another one, please. <laughs> Whoops. So the statue was sitting on a throne and the arms are being held up by some sphinx and other mythical creatures. And this is another one where this one sat for about 800 years. And then Christian priests showed up and they were like, fuck this pagan shit. So the statue was moved to a temple in Constantinople, which is Istanbul. Not Constantinople, no, it's, it's, I don't remember it's the like words. It's like the 30th time that song has been referenced this week for me. <laughs> That's a classic song. It's old. Everyone needs to I stop know. talking about it. It's great. We get it's it. It's a great song. Istanbul, Constantinople. I love the Mighty <laughs> Giants, but like, stop it. <laughs> I, I once again like, asking you to stop singing songs from before I was born. Okay, there's a show on NPR called Ask Me Another. It's a trivia show. They have a house musician, but if he's unavailable, one of the guys from They Might Be Giants shows up and does like the music and guest hosting. It's what? great. Yeah. That's pretty sick actually. Holy crap. I love- they have it, like, they release their episodes as podcasts, too, so that's one of the things that Sue and I listen to on dri- a long drive sometimes. Yeah. They're okay. great. They always had special guests on it, too. Like, there's one episode where Patrick Stewart is a special guest, and 
they design a quiz using him for their contestants, and it's Patrick Stewart reading popular song lyrics, and then the contestants have to guess what the song is from. So he's like reading Taylor Swift lyrics in his like Shakespearean trained Patrick Stewart yeah. voice. I love it. It's amazing. He's amazing. We need more Patrick Stewarts in the world. I agree. Where are they coming from? Wherever it is, double the production. No, triple yep. the production. Yeah, the statue was moved to Constantinople, and then it seems to have been destroyed during a fire in 462 AD. Not an earthquake. And this is also the time when the Olympic Games were cancelled because they were thought to be pagan rites. So I looked up some fun fun fact about, fun fun Olympic facts. For, for everyone, it's a pleasure. The first modern Olympics were held in 1896 in Greece, of course. Um, I think this might be fairly common knowledge, but the ancient Olympics were all performed naked, so imagine that wrestling. We, we can't... Uh, fuck, uh, there's a, a TikTok that I really like. Can we link TikToks? Is that a thing we can do? I don't know. Isn't TikTok getting like I don't, I think abolished? You, you might just not be able Thanks, to Trump. download. I think is what it's. I finally be. got on. I finally got on TikTok, and Trump's getting rid of it. Really All did. I wanted to do was watch Ghost Honey. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a guy who's like simping is so funny to me because it's a bunch of guys who were bullying each other for liking girls. Like you're just gonna end up being like ancient Greece, where it's just like hit. We don't trust women and their wily thoughts. That's why I just bought them for my homies. And that's what, like, that reminded me of. Just, like, <laughs> we can't be dis- we, we're, we are manly men. We won't be distracted by clothing. It's just gonna be my raw dong on his raw dong. Wrestling for, mm. for true, a uh, true purpose. For favor from the gods. It's like, this is dumb. Put on fucking pants, Chad. I don't care. <laughs> Chad. Ye old Chad. From 1912 to 1948, artists were also able to compete in the Olympics, which I don't understand how this works, but they were fields for painters, sculptors, writers, musicians, and architects. That's so cool. So it's like, uh, like a gallery. But how do you of. win? It's like a gallery, I assume. So you have like a panel and you bring all your, you bring like your stuff and someone's like, you're the best in show for this. You're the best in show for this. That's so cool. That. But do you that think back. that there were also, you know, like bronze, silver, and gold medals? I'm gonna, I'm I gonna do so. some more research into this, and maybe we'll make a post about it at some point. Because I want to know who won for what and what they won. Yeah, I, I assume it's still bronze, silver, and gold. But yeah. and maybe you had like a time limit, so yeah, you had to like win a certain amount of like qualifying like competitions and then once yeah. you're like all right you're an olympic painter now sunday you start friday you're being judged make something yeah which just reminds me of that episode of spongebob which one where oh the one with uh, golden brash squidward is trying to teach spongebob art and yeah. he is perfect mm -hmm. yeah solo synchronized swimming can we just how do you do solo synchronized swimming what are you synchronized to? I get the music, but like I thought the whole point of synchronized swimming was to do everything in sync with, with each other. other. People. Yeah, me yeah. too. Also learned a couple of days ago as well that synchronized swimming pools are 14 feet deep. So Ugh. yeah, when, I don't like that. when they're like upside down and they're like kicking their feet up and stuff and doing all that shit, they're like treading upside down as well. They're not no. just like hands on the bottom of the pool, which is crazy to think about. I do not like that. Mad props to people that do that. I could not because one, I'm a very weak swimmer, very dense. I don't like it. Those are three reasons actually. So solo swimming, swimming, tug of war, rope climbing, hot air ballooning, dueling pistols, a tandem bicycles. <laughs> Swimming obstacle race and plunge for distance were all part of the Olympics that aren't anymore. And then also 
Live pigeon shooting happened one year only in the 1900 Paris Olympics, and then they were like, "That was that was a dumb idea. Let's not do that again." Yeah, someone probably got shot like a human being, and they were like, "This is the dueling pistols like competition. You can't just murder <laughs> this is a person." Not right. And then finally, the six colors of the Olympics were chosen because each country's flag at, includes at least one of them. So the five rings are blue, yellow, black, green, and red, and then the white background. All right, last on the list is uh, the Lighthouse of Alexandria, which is located on Ferris Island near the city of Alexandria. Fun fact, where I grew up in England, the house is on a corner. North Church Street was what our house was on, but then the side of our house was on Ferris Street, and there's a lighthouse, and it's called the Ferris Lighthouse uh, after this. Yeah, so I think I've said this before, but there are three lighthouses in the town where I grew up, so... That's one of them, and then there's another little one, and then there's the one that I have tattooed. Because how many freaking lighthouses does one town need? <laughs> Apparently three. Apparently. Yeah. There's a reason that there's three of them, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I know that the two inland ones, you have to like line them up to get the right angle to come in. But I can't remember why the off-seat, because there's one out in the ocean, it's a screw pile lighthouse, and there aren't many of those in the world, and it's collapsing, which is really sad, which is part of the reason why my mom and I chose it for our home memorial tattoo. Fun facts. Anyway, it was finished construction around, that's not a sentence, it was finished being constructed, whatever, I don't care, around 270 B.C., And we know what it probably looked like because ancient coins have been found depicting a lighthouse and they can be dated to that time. Okay. So it likely had three tiers, uh, so square at the bottom and then octagonal in the middle and cylindrical at the top. And then there was a 16-foot statue on top of it that depicted either Ptolemy, who was king at the time, or Alexandria. Alexander the Great, who the city of Alexandria was named after. Which is that the guy's name was? Like, Tal- Ptolemy? Ptolemy. Okay. There's a guy in Legion whose name is Ptolemy, and I wondered if that mm. was related to that, but probably not. Probably just probably a, not. another cool name. What were Stu... Oh, Stu was watching the Eurovision movie with Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. and uh, Dan Stevens, the guy, the main guy from Legion, is in it. Oh, And cool. I am... Loki obsessed with Dan Stevens, mostly because of Downton Abbey and Beauty and the Beast, the live movie. He's the Beast. He's in Downton Abbey? He's in the first four seasons. He's like the main heir that the oldest daughter marries. Oh, I'm actually interested in watching Downton Abbey now. That's all it took. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that he left mm-hmm. Downton Abbey to do Legion. Okay, a good decision. But... He's in another horror movie, or like a newish horror movie. Hope can you look that up? Called The Rental. The ending's kind of weird, but like overall, it's a pretty solid like suspense movie. Like would recommend, and he's in it, so he's one of like five people in the movie. He also changed a lot, because he's like kind of chubby in Downton Abbey, and then he's like super scrawny and lean in Legion, and then in Beauty and the Beast, he's kind of middle of the road. Also, absolutely shredded, just fucking cut, cut from marble. Once, I was like, "Oh shit, that's Dan Stevens." And Stu was like, when he was watching Eurovision, and he was like, "Who?" And I was like, "The guy from Downton Abbey." And he was like, "I don't know what that means because he's seen (laughs) maybe like half an episode of Downton Abbey." Hmm. And I was like, "The main guy from Legion." And he goes, "No way." (laughs) I was like, "Yes, that is one hundred percent." Because his role does not require him to look like absolute shit. He didn't anyway. look like shit, just like a maybe cocaine addict or something. He definitely was a drug addict in Legion, though. Spoilers for a show that ended like a year or two ago. Yeah, you should I've never it. seen that. So. It, it's wild. It's really good, but it is wild. Uh, another fun fact. Alexander the Great named about 20 different cities Alexandria or something similar after himself. I mean, that's what you do when you're famous. Just name shit after yourself. So there's been a lot of debate, but most modern scholars agree that the lighthouse was about 380 feet tall, and it was gradually destroyed by earthquake after earthquake between 956 and 1323 CE. And some bits have been discovered at the bottom of the Nile. The moral of this entire episode is that if you're going to spend a bunch of time and money building something ridiculously giant, it will be destroyed by an earthquake, so... 
Maybe just don't bother. There has to be an entire earthquake technology for cool shit. Like, maybe just, uh... If you go up the arch in St. Louis, it, like, sways because it's not, like, super fixed in place so that it can move with an earthquake if there is one. That makes sense. What if the earthquake cracks right below it, like, right in the middle? Yeah, that would suck. It's like a wishbone. I don't know. It's a good show about a dog. Courage the Cowardly Dog is a good show about a dog. (laughs) Courage the Cowardly Dog gave me nightmares when I was ten. I fucking love that show. I think this has to have been brought up at some point, um, and I think most of our listeners are from Kansas, so you probably know this already, but uh, in Courage the Cowardly Dog, the show takes place in, quote, nowhere Kansas, so they talk about being in the middle of nowhere. If At the beginning of the intro, they have a map, and there's a point on it where nowhere is, and it's Manhattan. Like, is it really? Yeah, I'm like 99% sure. I haven't looked it up in like a couple years, but yeah, I'm like pretty sure that the middle of nowhere Kansas is actually Manhattan, Kansas, if you overlay a map onto it. So it's a fun, I like it. funny little fun thing. Fact. One structure that could have been on the list that was hotly debated was the Ishtar Gate of Babylon. If it were on the list, it would be the second wonder that still exists today because otherwise the pyramid is the only other thing that we've talked about that still exists in its entirety the ishtar gate is really cool um i think i had to study in art history it's glazed in all these tiles to look uh they're all glazed bright blue to look like lapis lazuli and it was dismantled in the 20th century by German scholars and then reassembled in Berlin. So it's now at the Pergamon Museum. And Saddam Hussein actually ordered a smaller replica to be built in an attempt to reconnect Iraq with its history. Mm-hmm. But the replica has been damaged in the Iraq War. So, I mean, better the replica than the original one, I guess. That's also a problem like, there's so much history in the Middle East, but because there's also a lot of unrest, archaeologists have been, like, trying to do a lot of rescue missions, almost, to get as many artifacts as they can, like, saved into museums where they can be restored or just not blown up. That's fair, because, like, the desert is also the best place, like, to preserve stuff like that, so there's so much history yeah. that's just, like, buried two feet under the ground that could be yeah. dug out, but we're too busy shooting dudes to care about history yep there's um one archaeologist he spent his entire life he dedicated his career to uh palmyra when i think it was isis they were invading palmyra and he was the head archaeologist of the museum there and you know he had spent his entire life studying palmyra in history one of the things that you know terrorists like to do is destroy history that doesn't agree with their version of the world and so he smuggled out a bunch of the major artifacts from the museum until they kidnapped him and then he was eventually beheaded and put on display in the square in Palmyra as as an example but he succeeded in smuggling away a ton of really important artifacts from the area before they before they caught him so that's good. Um, at least some good came out of that. Yeah. But still. I think he told someone else that he was captured with. He was like probably in his 80s at that point. And he was like, I've lived a good life and I have dedicated it to the city. So Aww. I did what I could to save it. And uh, if I die saving it, then so be it. Was the general gist of things. So. Right on, dead guy. Right on. He was a badass. Um, I also wrote down the seven wonders of the modern world, in case you're curious. We have the Great Wall of China, the Taj Mahal, the Lost City of Petra. Shout out to Indiana Jones. I don't know what the, that is. Not Indiana. I know what Indiana Jones is. I don't know what the Lost <laughs> City of Petra is. Petra is it's a city that's built into a cliffside, basically in the desert. It's in Jordan. What movie is that? I can't remember. Indiana Jones has to like run into this temple, and they use Petra for the filming location. It was used in the Last Crusade. Thank you, Hope. Oh, yeah. That's where they go in and then his dad gets shot and all that. That all takes place inside of what they use for filming Petra. Anyway, 
The Colosseum in Rome is on the list. So is the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a big white statue of Jesus, and he's got his arms stretched out, and it's on top of a bunch of, uh, I think it's on top of a mountain. Then Chichen Itza, which is probably my favorite. Chichen Itza is in Mexico. It's a Mayan pyramid. It's a step pyramid. And I think it's at the equinox. The sun hits it in a certain way, and the shadow makes it look like there's a snake crawling down the pyramid. And then the head is built at the bottom of it. It's really cool. Yeah, that's um, sick. And then number seven on the list is Machu Picchu, which is an Incan city. Oh, I have seen the statue. Okay, hope to send a picture of this, uh, the Jesus statue. Yeah, I've one hundred percent seen it. Uh, and yeah, Machu Picchu is that where the Rotel Dorado took place? The hit nineteen ninety nine Disney film. No, Machu Picchu is in Peru, and I think the Rotel Dorado was. Mm, not that far south. I don't know. Was it? I don't remember now. I was looking it up. I don't know. I just remember they played that uh, that ball game the where they like yeah. you can't use your hands. And I think that was played at Machu Picchu. Like I think there's uh still like hoops. Up. That was. I've studied the Aztecs more than the Incans, so I might be wrong. But that game was played by, I think, maybe it was the Mayans. It was either the Mayans or the Aztecs. I think it was the Aztecs. But um, sometimes they would kill the team that didn't win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they would use a skull instead of a ball to play as well. Nice. That's pretty mad. Yeah. I want to talk about... We'll talk about Aztecs sometime. Because wow. they're cool as fuck. Yeah. And Hope's looking up uh, that question as well. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's an answer to that question. Okay. That's it all. does. Uh, well, I have a question. If you could, so we have the like seven wonders of the like ancient world of the modern world. Mm-hmm. If you could have seven wonders of the very modern world, like things that were built in the last like hundred years, what would you mm-hmm. want in that? I know what I want. But what do you want? I want the last blockbuster to be one of the seven wonders <laughs> of the very modern world, because apparently, like that thing is insane. It is a testament to decades of history. And there's also a living room set up in it that you can rent out for the night. Like, you what? can... Yeah. It's insane. Like, yeah, I think the last blockbuster should definitely, like, should definitely be in one of the seven... Should be one of the seven wonders of the very modern world. I don't know which market I would put in it, but I would put, like, a famous market in it. Like, Pike Place Market or, oh, like, yeah. London Soho Market or something like that. Because you get a little bit of everything there, and you always get, like, buskers and street artists, and, street you know, you get a little rap. bit of everything. I'm so bad with lyrics to songs. I think, what was I just thinking of? I forgot. Oh, probably the hotel where Martin Luther King was shot. That also would probably be up there, because that's something that is, like, generations of history as well yeah and like is still a standing monument and it encapsulates like a few different movements and what else would ground zero count do you think probably not as a monument it would have been built in the last hundred years obviously but do you think that you would consider that one a seven i don't think that would count probably because it's important but i don't know if it's like if it counts as a wonder because it's like only important because of its destruction as opposed to, yeah. like... Okay. But I guess for the same extent the Lorraine Motel also wouldn't count. I don't know what physical, like, institution... I mean, mausoleums are on these other lists, that's so... True. I feel like that's the same strain as, like, a, a like memorial. A, yeah. So, like, Lorraine Motel would count. Hope, what do you... What would be your... One of your, like, seven very modern wonders of the world? I'm trying to think of this, and I got really stuck because when you said hotel, I thought you were going to say the hotel that The Shining was based off of, so my mind's been <laughs> kind of stuck on that, oh, so I don't have an Stanley answer. Stanley Hotel. Yeah, that's a good one, though, honestly. Like, the Stanley Hotel is, like, used... When did that come out? Like, 70-something? Like, The Shining? The Shining? I think it came out in, like, 1980. 
Yeah, maybe it was like Lovebeat something. But like that movie is still like that carpet is still being referenced in movies forty years later. Like people are still. I have a mask. Emily had Emily got me a shining mask, like the orange and red Mm -hmm. hexagon. Okay, the uh, book came out in 77, the movie came out in 80. Uh, yeah, I think that, like, that death, the Stanley Hotel definitely counts. That's a good one. Uh, and is this family, isn't that where the, they had that, like, fresh air community for people who had, oh, for, like, the, the Kellogg facility? Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. No. We're they had, like, things. it was somewhere in Colorado, and I thought it was a Stanley Hotel, but it could also be another similar haunted hotel. But it used to be uh, like a retreat for people with TB because they would go and get like the fresh mountain air and the spring water and stuff. And then they would um, doctors would prescribe them to go to this place for like three weeks at a time or something like that. You got ghosts in your blood. Here's some cocaine. Go get some yeah. fresh air. Here it you was kind of culty. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of culty and scammy. I don't remember if that was a Stanley Hotel or not, but. Okay, last tangent. I know there's a Colorado one. Last tangent, this episode's over now. Did we talk about the 30 Seconds to Mars cult? Like, on, God, on air? I was just talking about that it's last so night. Crazy. We have not talked about it on air. No, okay, so I'm gonna like, wrap Jesus. up, and then we're gonna talk about this. So if you want to hear about the 30 Seconds to Mars cult, listen after the outro. But thank you guys for joining us for an on-topic, for the most part, uh, episode of Broadcast from the Belfry. If you liked what you heard and would like to hear more please leave a please subscribe and leave us a like or a rate as well you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts we are on itunes um if that was a question that you had like others that have listened to this podcast you can also contact us by searching broadcast from the belfry on the search bar on facebook twitter or instagram or by emailing us at broadcast from the belfry at gmail.com Thank you to Marshall for making our music. You make us sound really cool, and we are our our intro is my favorite podcast intro of any of the podcasts I've ever listened to, and that's because of you. So thank you, my guy. If you'd like to support him or get some sick work done from him, he is in the description as well. We also do have a link tree up with all of our important information. If you don't want to do your own typing and searching, you know, this newfangled compute machines. Um, we do have a couple more weeks of Lovecraft Country, so if you have any questions, please write those down or send them to us. We'll go over them when the show ends, when we have our Halloween episode or our Halloween-adjacent episode. And I think that's it. We have stickers, we have t-shirts. We love you. The end. Georgia, what do we say to these fine people who are the real seventh wonder of the world? Thanks for listening, and stay spooky. Brazilian marble statue sluts. We love you. Okay, the episode's actually over now. But talking about we're, we're talking about cults. So yeah, so Thirty Seconds to Mars has a. Cult Have you seen the people... pricing? Have you looked yeah, at the pricing? It's not that thing? bad. I I would go. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, it's not. It's not that bad. Okay, so it's like a couple hundred. Or it's like fifteen hundred dollars to get a like meet and greet with Jared Leto to see 30 Seconds to Mars perform, and you get a bunch of other stuff. You get swag, you get a hotel stay. It's not that bad. No, It, it is no, literally like a, no. an advanced VIP. I would totally the pay for the Phoenix one package. You can get, the cheapest one you can get is like $995. That doesn't include your airfare to get to fucking Croatia or like any travel. I'm pretty sure it was like And 500. that's for a camping spot. That is for a camping spot. I looked it up yesterday, Dude. actually. Okay, he'll That's come off of me. Spot. We're gonna okay. This I think Dude. it was I thought it was totally worth it when we were talking about it before. No. I was like I was thinking not, about no. it. I was like, No, I if think I you misheard what I was saying because I was also appalled and horrified at all of the pricing and you were like that's not too bad. And I was like, my dude. Maybe my I, dude. I all I heard was uh, the kill, like, the whole time. And that was it. And I was just like, I could hear that live. I could go to Croatia. Okay, so no, this camp is also in like, Croatia. Like, if you want to be part of the yoga retreat, that's mm-hmm. extra. If you want to, yeah, like, stargaze at night, that's extra. If you, Literally anything that you want to add on to your experience is extra. And the most expensive, if you want to, like, do everything and hang out with Jared Leto, it's almost $7,000. And I'm pretty sure that still doesn't include your travel. That's fine. So the, okay, Hope is heading out. But, uh, so the 30 Seconds to Mars, like, bought a bunch of land in Croatia, and they have, like, a retreat. But it's 
an island. Yeah, they bought an island. And Mars it, Island. And it's literally like it's not a Jared Leto cult. It is like a cult for this band where you can go and you have the it's option. It's a Jared Leto cult. It's mostly a Jared Leto cult, but thirty seconds to Mars plays. <laughs> He it, walks around in a white robes and his long-ass hair all greasy and parted down the middle, so he legit is trying to look like white Jesus. Dude, it's, it seems and people sick. are tweeting shit like, yes, it's a cult, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Yeah, me too. I totally would go, as you've already ascertained from my excitement. If I had the yeah. money, it I would It has been totally compared would. to Firefest, so... I mean, maybe it's fun, but I still think it's ridiculously overpriced and not worth it. It'd be cool to go to Croatia, I guess. Like, it would be cool to go to Croatia, but... Except Firefest didn't actually happen. This yeah. is actively happening. Like, people are going, and you can, like, see pictures. It's not... I thought it would be more, like, locked down, kind of. Like, everything would be very, like, hush-hush, but there, there's no, a fair amount of media coverage. No, people to join in the cult so we can take all our money. Oh, yeah, it looks like everyone has to wear white as well. That's kind of culty. I can't wear white. It would be dirty in two seconds. Also, it would just make me look super fucking pale. I need the darkness to contrast so you can see my skin. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's not the tune. Okay, the one that was September 7th through 9th was nine ninety nine for two nights of outdoor camping. You have to bring your own stuff, whatever. Oh, yeah, I think I was mishearing it and didn't like put together that it's everything. Day passes do not offer much better value. They cost $349 for a show, some snacks, and a cheerful caveat. This pass does not include a photo with the band. So you're paying $349 to go to a concert, and on top of that you have to pay probably $1,000 one-way airfare to get to fucking Croatia in the first place. But you could hear the kill live. Like, I already have heard the kill live. I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit because you've done it already. Okay, podcast over. Everyone go listen to The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. We love you. Hey, Jenny. I found a new...